Hi there. I'm Ray, and I am the Indigo Hippie Homesteader. Thanks for joining me. Today, the universe brought me a reminder of one of my favorite philosophies that I wanted to share with you today called Imperfectly Perfect. So this morning, I had a bit of time set aside to do some promotional things for my new wellness and yoga clinic that's going to have its grand opening at the end of May. My studio space is on the second floor of this old historical building down in Westport, Connecticut. So basically the entrance to the office space is simply non-remarkable. It is one stair, one stoop, and one white door. It hardly screams welcome and it hardly screams come inside. There's beautiful things happening upstairs. So about two weeks ago, I took some time to scour the internet, Amazon, Staples, office supply stores, wholesale stores, pretty much anybody and anything to do with manufacturing and the selling of old fashioned sandwich board type sidewalk signs. So I finally committed to one. I purchased it. I had it delivered. On a side note, it ended up being exactly what I wanted, which is exciting because usually I don't get that lucky on the first try. I personally despise ordering things online. I am an old fashioned, go into the store, need to see it, need to touch it, need to pick it up, need to look at it kind of shopper. So if all this ordering that I did wasn't tricky and challenging and stressful enough for me, now here arrives this beautiful, fancy sidewalk sign with a fancy whitewashed wood frame and of course a large solid black chalkboard. Let the stress begin. Anybody who knows me knows the one thing that I am certainly not is an artist. <laughs> Photography, yes, but pad and paper, paint to paper, drawing, absolutely not. <laughs> so now somehow I need to get this useful, provocative, intriguing, and inviting message designed and applied to this beautiful board that I just purchased. So here I go, armed with the liquid chalk markers that I bravely ordered with the sign, and I embarked on this scary journey. So in my head, it seems simple enough. Clearly I need something that says, come inside, or welcome. Clearly I need to put the name of the studio, for identification purposes. And to make it interesting and intriguing and appealing to the eye, some kind of artwork that represents the studio. Got it, sounds simple enough, right? All I can say is nope. So the way that my brain is organized, I tackle the easiest part of the task first. The markers came with this generic package of stencils with these generic messages and headings and titles. So I opted for the simple welcome and then I went to work. That actually didn't come out half bad. It's certainly legible, does the trick. So onward, I decided to go to the next component. 
After just a few tries, I managed to get the name of the studio penned in a freehand cursive, kind of half cursive and half print, but whatever, you can read it. And I also managed to craft a fancy arrow pointing to the stairs. Great. Now the part that I dreaded, and that was the artwork. Now for many people, the artwork would probably be the most fun and the most enjoyable part of the entire task. But for me, knowing how completely inept I am at illustrating, drawing, sketching, anything, it's literally the part of the task that I dreaded the most. So here goes absolutely nothing. I had done my homework, of course. I saved a bunch of pictures to my phone of very simple, outlined lotus flowers. How hard can it be? I can't tell you how many times each and every single one of those lotus petals got redrawn. And let me tell you, it's not simple to wipe off that shark and start again without smudging something or messing up something else. Trust me, in this whole process, the one thing that I most certainly gained was a whole new respect for the baristas at Starbucks that make those fancy signs every time pumpkin spice lattes and new drinks come around the block. So finally, after several tries, I got most of it drawn, looking something like something that wasn't drawn by a five-year-old. So I was feeling pretty pleased. Now on to that last petal of that lotus. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I've done so many of these so many times over and over again. Just one more to go, and then it's time for a victory dance. Well, I'll tell you that that last petal had something entirely different in mind. I just couldn't get it right. No matter what I did, which way I approached it, I just couldn't get it right. I kept trying over and over and over again, trying to make it match the one on the opposite side that I already drew. I had literally no success each and every subsequent time. Now, honestly, I was getting frustrated. So with my philosophy on life and living in the moment, if I start getting flustered or frustrated, I stop, I take a breath, I try to recenter myself. I basically give myself kind of like a little toddler timeout. Right then, right there, that's when it hit me. You need to keep your mind, your mind and your eyes open for messages from the universe because it can be kind of mysterious in the way that it delivers these messages. And too often times we're moving so quickly, multitasking, thinking, and doing everything all at the same time at such an efficient pace that we're not able to harness stillness. We're not able to harness mindfulness. We're hardly able to focus on just one thought or one moment. So in this moment, right after that moment of frustration, it all became crystalline clear. Why am I trying so hard to make these petals perfectly symmetrical? Have you ever heard the saying that everything happens for a reason? 
Well, even though in that moment, I did not realize that all of those failed attempts, one after another, after another, after another, to try and make this darn petal look perfect, was for a good reason. It actually wasn't failure. It was the universe trying to show me something. So right at that moment, I could now clearly listen with my mind and see that there's absolutely no reason why the petal needs to be exactly precisely the same and symmetrical to the one to the other side. Think of how many flowers in nature you have seen that are identical. Not many. Yet somehow they're all still beautiful. Look and consider snowflakes. What makes them so special? What makes them so special is that each one is uniquely, exquisitely different from the next one. Society is what has cultured our minds to think that perfection is something to be attained. That somehow it measures like the top tier of success. But the thing is, that's all a figment of thinking. It's all a figment of the ego. If you ask a thousand people to look at a flower and tell you whether it's perfect or not, you will of course not get the same response from each person. For a portion of those people that let's say will critique them and say that they have type A personalities, they may be looking for that flower with the same exact number of petals, with the same exact shape petals for the symmetry. But you might find another subgroup in that population that will be looking for maybe one of those attributes and equivalenting that to perfection. Then you may find even another subgroup entirely differently from the first and the second. And they actually think that the flower looks perfect just the way that it is, with all of its distinctive differences, with its variety of petal shapes, sizes, variations in color, asymmetries. This just highlights the point that perfection is really just an illusion. It's an illusion that your mind has created and it means something different to everyone. So how can we measure ourselves on something that can't be calibrated? When this first occurred to me, I basically delineated it in my mind as a theme. And the theme was imperfectly perfect. Given perfection does not exist per se, why stress? Why work harder than you need to? Why cause yourself anxiety trying to achieve perfection? There's much more peace. There's much more mindfulness stillness and space in accepting, appreciating, and having gratitude for things exactly the way that they are in the current moment. That last petal on the lotus flower doesn't need to look like the other one and never was going to. And that is imperfectly fine. No pun intended, of course. 
So shed the unhealthy thinking of your ego. Accept things, people, events, just as they are, imperfectly perfect. Only there will you really truly find your breath. Will you find your center? Will you feel more grounded? And where you will feel more healthy. Let go of perfection. You will be thrilled that you did. Namaste.